Good morning and welcome to Enjoying an Encounter with Our God. This morning we will discuss going up the mountain. Our challenge question is, are you the type of person who thinks, why pray about what's happening in the world right now? The end times are the end times. God is going to do what he will do regardless of whether we pray or not. Today we will pray into what our responsibility is or is not with respect to prayer. Our wonderful God, we invite you to speak to our hearts Long after this podcast, show us your will and way and direction in all things, but especially in partnering with you. Amen. Lately, I've been singing He's the God of the Impossible, and as I've been going around the house doing things or driving, just decreeing and declaring, God, you are the God of the impossible. Do the impossible. Break in. Open doors no man can shut show up and show off. I could just feel that these were prophetic declarations and partnering with heaven. Then at prayer last Monday, I specifically announced to the group that I was going to pray for a friend's daughter, but instead the Holy Spirit hijacked my prayer. And all of a sudden I was partnering with heaven, praying that God's people would partner with heaven just like Elijah did when he went up and put his head between his legs to pray for God's will to be accomplished and also praying that we would remember Elijah was a man just like us, according to the word of the Lord. So in 1 Kings 17, he first decreed that there would be no rain. Remember, Job tells us that if we decree a thing, it will be established. We also know that according to the word of God, when we decree or pray, all of things have to be in line with the heart of God and what he is wanting. So Elijah decreed that there would be no rain, And remember that God directed where he was to go so that he would be provided for during this time. And then when God was ready, he instructed Elijah to go and present himself to give the king the word of the Lord. And this is where we come in. That rain was coming. And 1 Kings 18 tells us, Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink for there is a sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. So his servant went up and looked and there's nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot, go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, The sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. This was so strong on my heart for three days that even the next prayer meeting on Wednesday, I could feel it so strong again and began began, um, praying into it. This time I read the passage first to the other ladies and noted that it was strange directive to go up and eat and drink to the king. But one of the ladies said that Elijah telling him to eat and drink might have been a sign of confidence in God and what God was going to do. Because eating and drinking during a famine might have signified the end of that famine was coming. So it was walking in confidence. Also noted that was so strong, Elijah heard the sound of rain. Before there was any sign of it, before anything Oftentimes when we're walking closely with the Spirit and we're tuned in, we will hear and see and understand things that others will not. That's why it's so important that we walk in His presence. Elijah knew, but then he also knew what to do. He didn't just say, oh, well, if God says it's going to rain, it's going to rain. Even though the king went to eat and drink, the word says, but Elijah climbed the mountain and put his head between his knees. Elijah knew this was not his time to feast and drink. This was his time to partner with heaven. 
And God was specifically having me pray into his people, us, being stirred that this is a now time to pray into God's purposes being carried out on the earth. Just like the New Testament where God tells us to pray for laborers, so too now is the time for God's people to humble ourselves, get on our knees, and partner with heaven for all that God is wanting to do. James says that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. And again, he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. So the the fact that Elijah partnered with heaven, it stopped. It stopped this drought. It stopped this famine. It stopped all the yuck that was happening in people's lives. It stopped the lack of growth and life. It it changed everything. It changed the climate. It changed the atmosphere. It changed the crops. It changed the land because he partnered with heaven. It's time to for us to pray through as Elijah did, to align ourselves with God's word through his servants. The words that have been given about judgment and recovery, rectification, restitution, this is a now time for these things. And, and, um, Praying like Haggai one fourteen that the spirit of the Lord would stir us, his people, to realize Elijah was a man just like us, and he prayed, and it happened. I uh, sent this message to another prayer group, and it was responded back. Lou Ingle was saying the exact same thing at Mercy Culture last Sunday, that this was an Elijah time. We are in the middle of an Elijah revolution. God reserves the greatest prophetic movement for the times of darkness. This anointing will be stronger than the curse. He also spoke of um, breaking the Babylonian spirit and the blood and the power of the blood, which as you know, on this podcast, we've been talking about the power of communion for the last four years or more. And he said, this is a great communion revival. The blood is the weapon. We don't understand the cosmic dimensions, but God is revealing it to us, his ecclesia. Another friend friend sent back and said, listen to Give Him 15, that's entitled History Making Moment. It was all about this being a pivotal time in history, and we are in a history making moment. Things are lining up and amazing things are about to happen. I couldn't sleep, so I turned on a sermon called Thunder in Dry Places, and she mentioned that it doesn't seem like it, but rain is coming. Rain doesn't affect lightning and thunder, but lightning and thunder affect rain. She likened lightning to the word of God and thunder like our faith, which of course is a direct result of lightning. It fits so well with God causing me to cry out for Elijah's and those who live by the word of God and faith, praying, praying the word of God, praying that we will hear the sounds of heaven and ask God as we go up to that mountain, even while others are eating and drinking, that we would put our heads between our knees and cry out. Um, And then again, I still couldn't sleep, so I listened to another sermon from Tim Sheets entitled Resuscitate. He said, this is the time the amazing power of God is about to be released as we have never seen. So it seems that many of God's servants are all saying the same thing and God is telling us to get ready for this outpouring that many of us have been praying into for 30 years or more. For those who think, yeah, well, that's Old Testament. Elijah was Old Testament. We live under New Covenant now. Um, so great. Yes, we do. 
Let's take our example from Christ. His disciples asked him, teach us how to pray. Because we know that every other aspect of discipleship falls into place once we know how to invite God in and that we honor and reverence God and repent and, and pray his kingdom come and his will be done. Hebrews 7 reminds us that um, Jesus is our high priest and he lives forever and continues to be a priest. He is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession. First Peter 2 and 9 says we are the royal priesthood. Revelations 1 6 tells us that God has made us kings and priests unto God. Revelation 5 10 reiterates he's made us kings and priests so that we will reign. With that confidence, let us approach the throne of grace and commit to partnering with God. God, you are a great God. You're holy and righteous and just and true. We love you. We exalt you. We magnify you. And even now, as I'm in prayer, I'm on my knees even to remind myself to take a position of humility because you're God, you're God, you're God. Lord, we we thank you for your love and mercy and we repent for thoughts and attitudes and actions that partner with the enemy instead of partnering with you, our God. Thank you for your plans and purposes that are for us and not against us. Thank you for your provision and love and care for Elijah and us, even though we've been going through our own season of drought and famine and difficulty. Like Elijah, we hear the sound of a mighty rain coming. We partner with heaven now. We cry out for your plans and purposes to be established. You said in Psalms 89 that your throne is founded on righteousness and justice and love and truth are in all you do. Jeremiah 9 tells us that you are the Lord who exercises kindness and justice and righteousness on the earth. For in these you delight. And you said, God, that the days are coming when you will punish all who are circumcised only in the flesh. Scripture after scripture talks of your mercy. It talks of giving us time to choose. But when we don't choose you and we choose evil instead, then it's a time for justice and judgment. God, you've been telling us that it's turnaround time. It's recovery time. You've been telling us, oh God, that you are going to show up. We thank you that just like the whole world back then knew that you were the God of Abraham, you were the God of Isaac. You were the God of uh, Jacob because of how you worked and how you performed in their lives. So too, it is now that time. We know that timing is crucial to you in all that you do. You tell us there's an appointed time for everything, a time for your favor, your mercy, your judgment, your coming. And you've instructed us as your watchman to give you no rest until your work is complete. So now, God, it is a now time that you're instructing us to come up to that higher place, to kneel in humility, to bow in intercession and cry out for your plans to be established. First, we cry out, God, for more Elijahs, for more Elijahs to hear the sound of rain coming, for more Elijahs to, to not worry about the feasting and the drinking, but to come into that quiet place and to recognize and realize 
We don't have to say that we're tired and we don't have, we don't have the strength for that right now, but to realize that you are the one who gives us strength, spending time in your presence, hearing your heart, being used in partnership revitalizes us. It's exciting, God. So we cry out and ask that you would stir the hearts of your people as you did in Haggai 1.14 to realize the urgency of this hour, that this is a pivotal and history-making time. Stir us, O oh God, to cry out one, two, three, four times and to stay in position as we wait for the cloud the size of a man's hand to begin to rise from the sea. And as we see the sky get black, the winds begin to blow and the rains begin to pour, not to be in fear, but to be excited because you are moving and we've partnered with you. Thank you for the privilege of being with you in your presence, in your courtroom, carrying out your plans and purposes, O oh God. We cry out for your kingdom to come and your will for truth, justice, recovery, reconciliation, restitution, signs and wonders, the awakening and the glory of our God to fall that the world may know. We love you and exalt and magnify you, our God. Thank you for the privilege of partnering with you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you to all who partner with us in prayer. If you know of others that would be blessed by joining, please go to Apple, Google, or Spotify at Enjoy an Encounter. May you and yours be blessed in this secret place as you have more personal encounters with your God.